Welcome back to Two Pills in a Pod. My name is Candice and I'm Jessica and today we are going to be talking about housing. So just housing in general, housing as a student, housing as an adult and I am currently renting and Jessica owns her own place. So we're just going to be talking about the difference in renting versus buying in general. Jessica, do you want to start off and tell us um, where you stayed when you were a student? When I first moved to UK, I stayed in student accommodation. It's called Guthrie House. And the university required all the first-year university students to stay in student accommodation. So I got my student accommodation. And it was around £90 a week, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I was really happy to get Guthrie House because it was um, really well located. It was literally five minutes away from our School of Pharmacy. Um, campus and 10 minutes away from the library and around 10 minutes away from the physical education center PC, basically the gym in the university so yeah it's it's really good location and it's perfect for lazy ass like me because i can wake up at like 10 minutes before lecture jump off the bed and just walk to campus literally took me like five minutes yeah after first year i what wait did you shower and brush your teeth before you go or is it just roll out of bed and go to class straight away (laughs) (laughs) of course brush my teeth and put on my clothes Uh, just to clarify just to clarify not in pajamas (laughs) well did you not go did you not go to class in pajamas once Mm, no never okay probably that was me i think yeah that's you yeah um yeah but after after first year i moved out of student combination and then moved into college garden with a bunch of uni mates there's like 10 of us or more than 10 of us but there was only like 10 um rooms available in that in that house it's newly renovated semi-detached house it's owned by a private landlord so the whole renting process is quite straightforward because if it's through a private landlord you don't have to provide as many documentations as you need if you run through an agency probably just like bank statements to prove that we have the ability to pay and and also provide your visa to prove that you're a student and you're not some illegal immigrants Um, Mm -hmm. I, i can't exactly remember what was the whole process because that was like seven years ago i know it's always easier in northern ireland and i believe the renting process in, in england is a lot more complicated the rent for me in the college garden was um 260 a month exclude electricity bills and there was no council tax for students and no water bills because we're in northern ireland for electricity my landlord installed a meter outside each room and we pay by topping up the electricity card It's quite smart for him to do it this way because I think he can probably earn more from that. Well, not Um, from me. Not for you because you use the chart, you use the plug outside your room. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think I paid about like £20 for electricity all year. whole year. Yeah, Yeah. I topped up once and that was a minimum of £20 and there were like £7 left by the time I moved out because I never (laughs) used my own electricity. Yeah. Yeah, so you just need to find your way in <laughs> saving yeah. money as a student. I think having the meter, it's easier for a 10 bed house share like us because we don't have to worry about splitting the electricity bills because it would be a headache if you have to split the electricity bills between 10 different sizes of rooms. Yeah, the house comes in different sizes of rooms as well. And I got the meter one and the biggest room like you got was what how much did you pay at that time i think it was 330 i paid at that time 330 
Yeah. Yeah. You get a really big room for 3.30, but it's also really cold, isn't it? Because it didn't come with like double glazed window and... Well, not for me because I blast the heater and on oh, his true. expense. <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You're not sorry. No. Anyway, the smallest room was around 2.30 a month, but mm-hmm. it's like tiny, tiny, squeezy room. But the good thing is my rent stayed the same throughout the past four years I lived there. Whereas I, I remember like other landlords, they might increase the price when you stay there. I think it's just because that I'm a good tenant. That's why I, <laughs> I get yeah. the same price throughout the past four years. I don't think you've um, ever really given him much problem, do you? Like pretty no, drama free? No. Yeah, I'm a quite a good tenant. I don't vomit everywhere or like... <laughs> Um, <laughs> Wait, who, who vomits everywhere? <laughs> who? Well, he because he said he used to run out to white students and they partied a lot and oh, they vomited okay. everywhere and he had to clean it because he's a really good landlord because yeah. he, he did all the cleaning and like the repairing, like anything goes wrong in the house, he would come to the house right away. To That's true. It. That's yeah, true. So I, I love it that way. What about yourself? Well, um, I'm sure you've gathered, but we were staying in the same house for a year. But before that, so when I first came to the UK, it was like you, we were required to stay in the student accommodation. I think it's something to do with maybe your age, if you're not 18 yet or something like that. But I had to stay in Elms Village. So that is one of the other accommodation that was... I think was... they just want to get money from us. That's ah, true. <laughs> that's, that's probably true as well. So I remembered very clearly that my rent was £110 a week. And that was like in 2011. So I don't know how much it's going to be today. But I remember that being very cheap because coming from Sydney. So before I was in Belfast, I, I did a year in Sydney. And I think my rent was like 1200 for a month. And coming from that to £440 a month was a stark difference. And I was like, damn, so cheap, man. I can be like flexing. Obviously, I didn't realize at the time that it was considered expensive for student accommodation. I lived there for a year. So I was in foundation year. So when I went into first year, I did a house share with three of my other friends. And we stayed in this less than desirable property. Uh, a four bedroom so my room was not actually a bedroom it was like a living room that was converted into a bedroom so that the landlord can squeeze in another bedroom into the house basically and it was really old it was really run down and i don't know how but we stayed there for two years by the end of the two years i was really fed up with that house so i decided to move out with another girl from my course and we started looking for houses and Oh, sorry, I did mention, but my rent at that time was £200 per person. So it was half of what I was paying in the student accommodation. But bearing in mind that in the student accommodation, you you have your own toilet, so it's on suit. Whereas in the house, you are having to share toilets. And I was living with three boys. I know, wild times. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it wasn't the best, I have to say. I have I think I've blocked out the memory of the toilet because I don't even remember how it looked like anymore. Anyway, fast forward, I moved into a apartment with a girl and I stayed there for my third and my fourth year. Uh, so two years as well. And then after that, I was in 
Ah, oh, I was in College Garden. I I, mm. I moved to College Garden after. That was for my pre-registration year, and then after that, for my masters, I live in Guthrie House, and that was after they've renovated everything, so it was new and clean and really nice. I personally really like living in Guthrie because of the reasons you mentioned as well about mm. you know the, the location. It was just perfect to go everywhere. It's literally mm-hmm. in the middle of everywhere because Elms mm-hmm. would be quite further out and it takes mm. you quite a while to walk into main campus but Guthrie was perfect so yes I can't remember how much Guthrie was but I'm pretty sure it's around the same price as Elms as well so for the for the first house that I was staying in for first year and second year I didn't actually um I didn't actually do anything so my friends looked for the house they viewed the house I just paid and I had nothing to do with anything because I to be honest, I didn't care. After that, living in less than desirable condition for two years, I started to care. So me and that girl, we looked for houses together, viewed houses together, and in the end decided on an apartment, which I don't know why. I ended up living in like a living room converted into a bedroom as well. Like I think that's just my life in uni. But that was okay. I had more space, which was always good. I think my rent was two fifty at that point. Um and then in College Garden it was three thirty. And obviously everything is excluding utilities and like you mentioned we don't have to pay for council when we were a student and yes so that was me how did you look for the houses in Belfast then where where you are living now so when I was a student the first house that I live outside campus I didn't look for it so my friends did that for me the second house um for my third and fourth year I did look for it myself so what you do is you just go on a rental website in Belfast it's called propertypal.com you look for the size of the house that you want how many bedrooms the location you can do price range as well and you can do house types as well so do you want apartments or do you want a house or a mansion whatever and then there is a contact number for a real estate agency and you call them basically ask them is this still available can i arrange for a viewing i don't know if it's the same for every places but in belfast you have to view the house before you agree to rent the property so it's something i I don't know why it's probably something to do with their insurance or liability or whatever but you have to view the houses before you agree to rent it so we did view a couple of houses and then some houses that are really nice and really good you have to make really quick decisions because they get taken up really quickly because students normally we find houses around i want to say march april time that's when people started looking for houses so you need to be really quick and if you want to you want to grab a good property that was how i look for houses in terms of college garden it was really lucky because the guy that was living in my room previous to me was moving out somebody told me in the property i don't know if it was you but somebody told me that he was moving out so i contacted the landlord straight away and just expressed my interest so that was how i got college garden and in terms of guthrie you just apply through the student housing portal if i'm not wrong but if you're an international student and if you're looking for uh, on-campus housing, you can ask your agency, like your education agent, or you can ask the university for more information. They will be able to help you out with it. After you moved out from College Garden, where did you move into? After spending my last year in Belfast, I moved to Cambridge. 
Renting process in England is a lot more complicated compared to、um, Belfast. I think, first of all, I had to fly from Belfast to Cambridge to view houses, and because Cambridge is a cycling city, I cycle. I cycled everywhere to view the houses.、Um, I arranged viewing、um, through different agencies and private landlords. I used Provide Move and Zoopla app at that time.、Um, the rent in Cambridge is about the same or slightly cheaper to compare to London, so it's quite a massive difference to what I paid in Belfast.、Um, it was quite a stressful and a nightmare to view houses because when I was viewing it, it was August time, which was a peak time for all students to get accommodation because everyone was back in school at the time. Um, so all the houses that I viewed were ta- were all taken, and it was difficult to find a reasonably priced and good condition room. In the end, I managed to find a place which is well located and had a ten bed house share.、Um, it was a medium sized room for four hundred and fifty five pound and all bills inclusive.、Um, and because I was only managed to find、uh, this place, I only managed to find this place right before I flew back to Malaysia. I can't actually sign the contract or provide any documents on the spot. The landlord sent me all the tenants' agreements, contracts, and documents that he wanted from me via email, and I had to p- provide my work contract、um, to prove that I work full time, bank statements to prove that I am able to pay,、um, biometric residence permit and passport to prove that I'm legit and not.、Um, Illegal immigrant.、Um, my landlord said because、um, I'm a fu- I'm a pharmacist, so I don't need a guarantor.、Um, I guess that's a good thing about being a working professional. Yeah, speaking of guarantor, I forgot to mention that when I was looking for a house、um, back in uni days, they did ask for a guarantor. That basically a guarantor is somebody who will guarantee to pay for your rent in the event that. You run away, or you don't pay rent, or you can't pay rent. They have somebody to fall back on to ask for rent, but because so typically people will get their parents to be a guarantor, but obviously our parents are not here, and we have no body basically who would be willing to pay rent in the event that we can't. What they were asking for was. I think I had to pay it in six months installments. So say if I have a year list, I have to pay it over two times. So I'll pay once in September and then I'll pay once in March. So that was how they agreed to let us the property without having a guarantor. So there is a way to get around the guarantor thing as well if you can't find a guarantor. But obviously, if you can if you can find a guarantor, then that's happy days. Yeah. So between the time when I got the job and the time that I actually have to start the job wasn't that long. So we had to find a property really quickly, and I remember there were not many properties up for rent in Doncaster at that time because it's not a big city. So I don't think there were a lot of choices. What we wanted to find was obviously a property that had that was already furnished, and a lot of them. Come unfurnished, and it was just a nightmare because I didn't want to be forking out more money to buy furniture, not knowing that whether I'm gonna be staying there long term or not. So we found this property, and it was in, it was near where I work. I don't care where my friend work. I just looked at where I work and I'm like, yep,、yeah, that's the way I work. That should do it. <laughs> I'm joking. I contacted the letting agent and explained my situation because I didn't want to fly over just to look at a house when you're gonna see it in the picture anyway. So he spoke to the landlord and asked if 
she can just rent the property to us without us viewing it and she agreed so that was it i didn't have to go to doncaster to actually view the house and sign the contract everything was done once i've moved there so they did ask for application fee money administration fee money they asked for like job reference so they wanted me to give a my line manager's details to verify that I actually work for the company that I said I was working for and then they asked landlord reference as well so I asked for the reference from our landlord in College Garden and he agreed to do that so that was how I found my house in Doncaster and now I'm renting from my boyfriend's parents so everything is easy and everything is internal so there's no hassle there's no documents needed they know I'm legit <laughs> so yeah and we are still renting until today and we will probably be renting for the foreseeable future because we don't know what we're going to do with our future and buying a house just mm-hmm. seems like a big commitment as well. But I know that you have mm-hmm. different views on obviously house buying because you have your own house now. So what what mm-hmm. makes you decide to purchase a property in Cambridge? Because first of all, I think the rent here is quite expensive. It's not like Belfast or Doncaster. Um, the, the rent here is about the same price as London and it's about 500 to a thousand a month so if you wanted to live in a good condition it would be around a thousand a month for a studio so i did a lot of research on like house buying process and what's the price of the house um the housing market in cambridge and back at the time it was during the peak time of brexit and the housing market the property market in cambridge slowed down a bit before brexit i remember what my friend told me was if you want to get a place in cambridge you have to snatch it So the property market slowed down when I was trying to buy it, which is a good timing for me to buy. And I worked out that the mortgage would be roughly the same as what I pay for rent. So I thought, why not get your own place? It's a good investment. And also I've been living in the 10 room house share for the past 11 months. And it was a nightmare because you you have to share the kitchen and toilets with like nine other people. And it's just, can you imagine that? It's just not, it's, it's gross. So yes, I decided to move out and I decided to get my own place. But yes, like you said, it, it can be really stressful and it's not easy to find the right place because at first I thought I want to live in the central of Cambridge and it's easy for me to um, travel to anywhere. Like I wanted to live close to a train station. Um, in the end, I realized that I can't afford it. As a newly qualified pharmacist, you don't get paid well. Well, you don't get paid a lot and I just can't afford it. I arranged few house viewings with different agencies. So I knocked on their door and I looked like a student and they didn't believe that I can, I can afford to buy a house. Just take that. And <laughs> so I had things. So basically, I, when I first started to look for the houses, I didn't even know what a mortgage means. I didn't even know what that word means. And I had to learn all this from the start. So I went went to the agencies and they have mortgage advisor yeah the mortgage advisor will go through everything with you they will basically you you sit there and they will give you like a 30 minutes talk on like what are the fees and what you need to look out for and what are the houses available in the market right now so yeah i i did that and then i started to learn a bit more about the house buying process and then i viewed a few houses in the central in the train station because you you think that cambridge is a small city 
but when you actually look for houses, it's quite different though. Like some area is quite a rough patch, and some area has a good potential. Yeah, so it's it's quite it's quite different. So, what was your criteria then when you were looking for a house? Because I know some people care about the schools around the neighborhood for their kids. Some people, like you said, want to live near the train station. So, what was your criteria? Looking at the criteria when you buy the house, location is always the key. Um, so, what makes me decided to choose Cambridge was because Cambridge is a good city to live in. And my parents came here before, and they really liked it here. That makes me decided to live in Cambridge. And second criteria um, would be the price of the property because with my salary, it's quite it's sort of like limited to what what I can get in terms of the different properties. So, um, yeah, so but even even as you know, because you're buying as a single person instead of a joint mortgage. So even. Looking mm-hmm. at the market in Cambridge now and being able to afford even just a few square foot in that expensive ass city, like kudos to you. You know, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's really you need to do a lot of research. I think in in the house buying process, house viewing took me around two to three months, and the actual house buying process took me another three months. So the whole thing took me about half a year to to actually get the house. It was quite stressful thinking about it now. It is really interesting when you were talking about getting a house and a mortgage. I think we can expand on that as well. We might talk about mortgage in the next few episodes or even the next episode just to tie in with this one. So look forward to that. So now that you've rented, obviously, and you've owned a house, can you tell us some of the pros and cons of renting versus buying? I think for now, I can only see the pros <laughs> that I got my yeah. a new place because if I were to compare between my my own place, so I got a studio, so I am living on my own. I, I'm not sharing with anyone. I'm not sharing my place with anyone and I truly enjoy it because I'm not that kind of person who likes to share my mm-hmm. space with anyone and I love living alone. So that's, that's one of the pros that I enjoyed when I got my own place because when I was renting house i had to share the kitchen i had to share the toilets with a lot of people and not everyone has the same level of hygiene as you do so um some people can be really messy and really dirty or some people can be like a clean freak and so you do have a control of like what you yeah and obviously all the closet as well yeah exactly so and especially during this pandemic it's it's another um bonus for me because i don't have to worry about sharing a s- the same space with different people and worrying about if i would get covid <laughs> or not i think yes, that's exactly. also gives um <laughs> and my parents were really happy because um they they were worried about me it just gives them a peace of mind that i don't have to share and live with anyone else yeah so i think that's a pro of buying the house um the cons that i can think of is anything that goes wrong in the house you'll be the one who responsible to fix it so you need to look for your but while my my developer um is quite good in the sense of like they have a really good customer service and um, platform that i can use where if there's anything goes wrong i can go to them i can just write an email to them and they reply really promptly and get back to me and get it repaired really quickly i think that's a yeah. good thing about it you, there's you a lot to learn a, you bought a new yeah. property isn't it it was a new built property that you bought so mm-hmm. do you think it would have been yeah. different like do you think your experience would have been different if you were to buy something that is older 
definitely. I think if you if you if you get like a proper um landed house, I think there would be a lot of hassles that you need to to deal with um in terms of plumbing, in terms of um, rewiring, rewiring, um electricity, kitchen stuff. I think everything you need to redo depends on the condition of the house, obviously. But I think there's a lot more concerns that you need to bear in mind um, yes i think especially with the, buying older properties i know a lot of people are thinking about buying older properties regarding the whole house and just starting from scratch and while the idea seems really cool and seems really seems really good financially sometimes it might not mm-hmm. be because you may you don't know maybe there are some renovations that you don't foresee or some mm-hmm. you know faults in the house that was not reported and you feel you th- you have to mm-hmm. end up forking out more money than you initially set out to mm-hmm. and it's not just like a mm-hmm. I don't think every single house renovation is you know the fairy tale that you see on the Netflix shows so it has its obviously pros and cons as well I think for you you're in a fortunate position because you are you bought a new built property so you don't have that concerned mm-hmm. about oh what if my what if my washer break what if my boiler break because everything is still new so you still don't have that bias remorse i guess yeah because with the new build it comes um with all the kitchen appliances and um the house even the house itself the new build houses comes with warranty so the kitchen appliances um comes with a warranty of two years and the building of the house um comes with warranty of like 10 years um warranty for the structure of the house but if there's any leakage or anything obviously you need to fix it yourself because that's like the internal of your house so when you were looking for houses did you look for houses that was older as well not not older as in houses that were already built or were you primarily looking at new built houses when I was lo- viewing houses, I haven't done as much research and I thought I just wanted to get um, somewhere that is in the central, that is um, easily accessible mm-hmm. to anywhere. So I didn't even look at the new build. I didn't even consider new build because there's no new build in the central mm-hmm. of Cambridge. So when I first viewed the houses, my budget was like 300000 because I thought I could afford it. <laughs> so naive. Um, <laughs> and... And when I started to actually look into it, and um, when I started to speak to the brokers, they were like, mm, "Not really. You can't really afford the house. Um, you can't really afford three hundred thousand because based based on your salary, you can't afford it." I was like, "Right. Thanks for telling me. Thanks for being honest." So I need to like narrow down the budget. So yeah, so I started to look at the new builds a bit outside of Cambridge, but it comes with a help to buy scheme that the government the government mm-hmm. provides with all the new builds it doesn't apply to yeah. old houses so it only applies to new build that that is why i got the new build because first of all it has the um, yeah. help to buy so scheme. i guess it all worked out for you in the end then yeah because you yeah. are living in a very nice um area i've been there before and it is really nice yeah. it's really cozy and you get that feeling of safety as well in your area don't you mm-hmm yeah, there's like new, a lot of new developments around my my living area. So I think it's a good place to invest yeah. as well. Um, it has great potential. So for anyone yeah. out there that is um, looking for a house, thinking about buying a house, what would be your like top tips? I can't stress this enough, but location is the key. Location is always the key. So you need to do enough research. I think 
it's good for me because I lived here for 11 months before I actually bought the house. So I know the area well enough to know um, where it's good and where it's bad, even though it's a tiny city. It still matters to get area that has uh, potential and comfortable living in. So location is the key. Secondly, it would be... How deep is your pocket? How much yes, you can afford to? There's no to... point looking at a five hundred thousand pound house when you can only afford two hundred and fifty thousand. Is there like you're just gonna make yourself sad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, secondly, would be the price. For for me, I think it's good that you have your own place because you get a sense of security. You, you feel like it's your home. Wherever you go, you think that oh, you have a place to go yeah. back to. Even though I'm far away from my actual home, Malaysia, I feel like I have my own place in this foreign land because I've been here for seven years. I really want to have my own space and own place. Yeah. So I yeah, guess it's different um, for you. You had a different experience of renting because you've always rented mm-hmm. in a house share setting where you're living with strangers. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, whereas oh, yeah, for me, true. I am I'm living with my partner right now, so we do mm-hmm. have the space to ourselves and we are living in a good area and yes, we are paying rent, but that also means that we don't have headaches if anything breaks, if anything's need repairing, if the windows need clean, our landlord sorts that out for us and I think just to add mm-hmm. on to your tips as well with buying a house, you have to remember that buying a house is a long-term thing. It's a 30-year mortgage or like a 25-year mortgage. Mm-hmm. It's not a two-year thing. So a lot of people are looking at buying a house as a short-term goal where you should be thinking about mm-hmm. that as a long-term because you're going to have to make the payments for the next 25-30 years of your life. If your circumstance does not allow you to buy a house or if you... Say for example for me, I don't know if I'm going to be living in Belfast long term that might not be the wise decision for me to buy a house so just bear in mind that you don't have to make rash decision when it comes to buying a house just so that you can get on the property ladder like it makes sense for jessica because Mm -hmm. she knows that she wants to live there and she's fed up of renting but if your condition and if your financial situation does not allow you to buy a house right now that's okay you know you it's not it's not your time yet but it will come soon don't stretch yourself too thin financially just so that you can tell people oh i'm a homeowner that is a mistake that i've seen a lot of people make so just bear in mind that yes Mm -hmm. it's good to have a house it's good to be on a property ladder it is a smart investment to make if you buy a house in a good location with the right price it is a smart investment but it might not be so do you Mm -hmm. have anything else to add yeah i i think like you said because we're at this stage of life where like a lot of our friends have achieved a lot at this stage of life but then again don't let that peer pressure get to you i think just follow your own pace. It's fine. If you're happy with where you are now, it's fine. Just take your own time. You don't have to rush and wanting to get a house just because your friends have one. So yeah. don't succumb to peer pressure and do life at your own pace. That's all we're saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's it for today, I think. Please subscribe, follow and like us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Share it with your friends if you find this episode really useful to you. Um, follow us on Instagram page 2 in the pod, And we'll see you again on the next episode. Bye! <laughs>